It's Tuesday, January 7th. I'm Martine Powers. This is an impeachment inquiry update from Post Reports. We're sort of in a state of suspended animation, trying to figure out what's going to happen next. I'm Mike DeBonis. I cover Congress for The Washington Post. So it's not quite noon on uh, Tuesday, January 7th. It's been nearly three weeks since the House voted to impeach President Trump on two articles, one for abuse of power for his machinations in, in dealing with the United States aid to Ukraine and obstruction of Congress. But what we don't have is a action by the House actually transmitting those articles to the Senate and appointing the managers or prosecutors whose job it will be to make the case to the Senate. And we're waiting to see how that is going to get resolved. So tell me more about that, because I think that for average people, and I include myself in this, it is very confusing why Speaker Pelosi hasn't even sent the articles of impeachment to the Senate yet. Well, it it goes back to what happened in the House and the fact that there was no cooperation from the Trump administration uh, in their investigation. That meant that there were certain witnesses that the House never heard from, including White House Chief Staff Mick Mulvaney, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, and a couple of other sort of mid-level White House officials who decided not to cooperate with House subpoenas. Democrats believe that they have relevant testimony that they can implicate the president in the wrongdoing he was impeached for in the House. Senators, Senate Democrats, want to do everything they can to try and get these people to be subpoenaed in the Senate for this trial. Basically, they're trying to use the this uh, sort of withholding of the articles to try and force some sort of agreement to get these people on the record. And what do Republicans in the Senate say about their reasoning for why they wouldn't let these people testify in a Senate trial? There's a number of things we're hearing right now. They're mostly procedural and process arguments. What Mitch McConnell's position is, is that this should follow the precedent, the most recent precedent, which is the 1999 impeachment trial of Bill Clinton. The Senate has a unanimous bipartisan precedent for when to handle mid-trial questions such as witnesses in the middle of the trial, was when that was done the last time. And that's the way it should be done this time. In that trial, uh, there was no agreement on witnesses at the outset of the trial. Instead, the House came and presented its case. President Clinton presented his defense. And at that point, there was a vote on whether to conduct depositions of particular witnesses. Mitch McConnell says that... That was good enough for President Clinton. Worked for Bill Clinton. So it ought to be good enough for President Trump. Fair is fair. The same thing should happen here. The House should present its case. The president should present his defense. And then the senators should decide on whether or not they want to hear from additional witnesses. Will we conduct a fair trial that examines all the facts or not? The country just saw Senator McConnell's answer to that question. His answer is no. To Democrats, that's not a good deal because they believe that this is a ruse that Mitch McConnell is simply going to, at the end of that initial process, move to summarily dismiss the case and and acquit the president. The Republican leader prefers finger pointing and name calling to avoid answering the looming question, why shouldn't the Senate call witnesses? 
So they are pushing to get some sort of agreement on the front end to get this testimony before the the trial even begins. But what I don't understand is up until now, there has been a lot of urgency in the impeachment process from Democrats. We saw that play out during the impeachment inquiry in the House, that things were moving along really quickly. And the fact that now things have sort of stalled, doesn't that bolster Republicans' case that there actually isn't any urgency in this process and that Democrats are doing this for show, not because they actually want to get this impeachment done? I think you're right. I think, you know, for months, Democrats said this was a matter of the the gravest constitutional urgency that, you know, this is a president who's abused his power and should be impeached and potentially removed from office. And they, you know, they made that case continually through the fall that this is, you know, we can't wait. We can't wait for the courts to get these witnesses. We need to press forward at all junctures. And now they've gotten to a point where they've reversed themselves. And that's something that Mitch McConnell pointed out on the floor today. It's something that Republicans have been repeating for the past couple of weeks as this has played out, which is, Democrats are stepping on their own message here. And then there's this new wrinkle in what's going on with the fact that John Bolton came out on Monday saying that he would, in fact, be willing to testify in a Senate trial if he is subpoenaed. Why is that important? Well, it's important because John Bolton probably has some of the most potentially game-changing testimony that's left to be heard at this point. I mean, he was involved in in direct discussions with uh, President Trump on the subject of aid to Ukraine. He knows more than most, more than just about anybody involved in this, about what the president's actual motivations may have been and, and what he did and why he did it. To have him now dangling the possibility that he has something potentially explosive to say, it has, you know, really cast a, a new light on this trial. I mean, th- you know, there is a real possibility that there could be something that actually changes the course of this. Now, the question is, is there going to be some sort of arrangement where John Bolton is actually going to say what he knows? And f- for him to sort of send that message yesterday kind of led some people to believe that it's going to be very hard for Senate Republicans to avoid having him share his testimony in some manner, whether that's some sort of public interrogation, whether that's a private deposition, uh, remains to be seen. But it it puts immense political pressure on Republicans to think that there is this potentially very weighty testimony out there and that they're going to proceed with a trial without hearing it. If this comes out, and we all know that John Bolton has a book coming that potentially could weigh all this out in great detail, it's going to be very hard for Republican senators to defend, particularly the ones who are running for re-election this year in 2020, why they didn't want to hear that before they took a vote on the president's removal, not wait till afterwards when it was a moot point. And now that John Bolton has said this, are there any Republicans that seem like they're leaning more towards wanting to actually hear that testimony, that they're kind of caving under that pressure? So there's two sort of distinct questions here. And on the first question, are there Republican senators who want to hear from John Bolton? The, que- the answer is yes. Mitt Romney said yesterday that he wanted to hear from John Bolton. Uh, Susan Collins suggested that she was inclined to hear from him. The separate question is, is whether you negotiate 
getting that testimony on the front end before the trial even begins. And so far, no Republicans are, are saying that. They're sticking with Mitch McConnell on this question of, you know, start the trial, have the uh, House present its case, have the president present his defense, and then at that point decide whether you want to hear from Bolton and other witnesses. I'm also curious about how all of this may or may not be affected by what's going on with Iran. The fact that you have the killing of Soleimani, the fact that you have these threats of of retribution from Iran, and that in theory, President Trump is looking like something more like a wartime president. Does that complicate things or or change the timeline that that members of Congress want to see for this to happen? It's a great question, and it's a question without a really easy answer. It's definitely removed impeachment from having, you know, center stage all to itself here on Capitol Hill. This is now sort of a two-ring circus, so to speak, where, you know, very senior officials on the Hill tomorrow briefing members of Congress. Um, This is all going to be playing out at the same time as they're deciding how to move forward with impeachment. So with all that in mind, I want to ask the question of of when do you think we should expect an impeachment trial to start? And I feel like the answer to that question for you will be, well, we have no idea. <laughs> but but I'm also wondering, like, what you're watching out for in coming days that will give us a better clue as to whether this is going to be imminent or whether this is going to take a while before we actually get an impeachment trial started. I think that we're actually going to know within a couple days what what the plan is. And, you know, it's almost entirely in Speaker Pelosi's hands. The House comes back into session this afternoon. Speaker Pelosi will be starting to make public statements. She's going to be asked about this at every opportunity. She's going to have to make clear at some point what her intentions are and what she wants to hear from the Senate before moving forward with this. I think as it becomes clear today and tomorrow that Republican senators are are sticking with Mitch McConnell on the Clinton impeachment precedent plan. You know, the time will come to to send the articles. That's all going to play out the next few days. But our sort of educated guess is that we're going to know probably by Thursday uh, how this is all going to get resolved. Mike DeBonis is a congressional reporter for The Post. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.